And when I came back after he'd had his shower and he was sitting up in bed in his pyjamas, I said to him, what happened to the gown I gave you? And he said, you told me to put it on for the shower. Hello, and welcome to a Nurse Out Wear podcast. My name is Danielle Causa, and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their stories about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of A Nurse Out Wear. Uh, I have a very special guest with me today, someone who's very dear to me and was an inspiration for me to get into nursing. So I was really pleased to uh, follow in her footsteps and then working alongside her um, was a real treat for me. So this person's very special. Um, Today we have Helen Irving. So Helen um, commenced her um, general nursing in 1969 and then retired in 2010. Uh, She worked in the hospital setting for a few years and then she married, um, left work for 11 years while she had her four children and then returned to work in hospital as a registered nurse in aged care, then as a recovery nurse in theatre. And in 1990, she secured a position as a generalist community nurse Um, and continued there for a further 20 years. So the last 10 years, she worked as a clinical nurse specialist for the Upper Hunter Area Health Service. And this position involved a lot of traveling and education and advice, not only to her team, but also to other facilities like other aged care facilities, hospitals and doctor surgeries in the area. So welcome, Helen. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Danielle. So as you know, this, this podcast is called um, A Nurse Out Where. So from your perspective, can you finish the sentence that I'm a nurse out where? A nurse out where? Well, I was a nurse in, I started off in Cootamundra in the country. Yeah. And then I went to Canberra and I worked in, I did a lot of my nursing in palliative care when I worked at Canberra Hospital and I worked on the very first ward that opened at Canberra Hospital. Oh, wow. That must have been pretty yeah, exciting times. It was a very exciting time and I became very good friends and she was godmother to one of our boys, Claire Holland, and they now have the palliative care hospice on the foreshores of Lake Burley Griffin is named after her. She died oh, probably be 20 years ago now. She had breast cancer. Wow. So she must have been a very, very inspirational woman. She was a very inspirational woman. So then I left work to have my children and I went then I went back to work when we moved to the Hunter Valley. Yep. At Musselbrook. And I remember the day Peter took me to drop me off when I decided I was going to go back to work and he said, I'll come back and pick you up and I said, I'm going to hide when you come back. <laughs> You didn't want to go back to work or you didn't want to go home? Because I thought I'd been away for too long and I wouldn't talk to the matrons. 
and she was she was very very nice and said yes we'll have a position here for you so I started off in aged care and then because the kids were at school and I didn't really want to work like full time I got a job working in the theatres as the recovery nurse and I used to go to work in the morning at 7.30 and I'd be finished by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I guess that's, um, the, that's the beauty of nursing is that, that flexibility that you can, you know, you can have a career and have children as well. I think it's, um, exactly. it's a pretty special career. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. so why did you want to work in the rural setting? Why, why did you think, um, you know, Kutamundra and um, Aberdeen or Musselrook was, was the place for you? Well, I think I went away to boarding school and I decided that I wanted to go nursing and I can remember Dad saying to me, but you don't really have to go away, you can stay at home because that's what country people did. Like, you know, you didn't, they didn't really want you to go to work because we lived on the land. And I said, well, I'm going and I decided that I'd stay there even if I didn't like it. And I didn't have a licence, so it was a way... We, I could get a train that was an hour away from where we lived. So I could get a train straight to Kudamundra. And on my days off, I then used to, if I had, like, say, two weeks off, I'd come home on the train. Yeah. But I, yeah, I never imagined going to Sydney. I did go to Sydney after I finished my general training and did five months of midwifery. And I hated, I loved the nursing, but I hated every minute of it. I hated it. I always thought someone was going to knock me on the head or I didn't know. I, I just didn't like it. Mm. You much prefer the, the country life than being in the city. Yeah, yeah. I love the country life. I'm not a city person. It's nice to visit, but it's not a place that I would have wanted to live. Yeah. And an mm. opportunity to, to work, you know, close to home is always, always good, isn't it? So exactly. I guess as a... As a nurse, you know, um, we're bound by the um, Australian Nursing and Midwifery Board of Australia policy and um, procedures and the professional standards, including confidentiality. So keeping that in mind, can you tell me one of your most fond memories of working in a rural or remote area? Well, there's lots of... I can't say what I would say for a fond memory. Um, there's lots of things that you would say... I think you have a contact with people when you work in the country and people respect you. Like the hardest part would be, I think, is when, say, if there was a car accident, you always feared for who it was going to be that they were going to bring in because it was sure to be someone that you would know. Yeah. Or people like dying people. It's it's very difficult in a country area, but you also build up a very good rapport with people. And people have a lot of respect for the nurses in country hospitals, and I suppose they do in city hospitals too, but I think you become part of their family when you're in a country town. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, so yeah, I don't know about fond memories. I've got lots of good memories about my nursing, lots <laughs> and lots of good memories. I could tell you a funny story when I worked in getting patients ready for theatre. Go on. I asked asked a fellow one day to go and have a shower and put the gown on 
when he had his shower to get ready for theatre. And when I came back after he'd had his shower and he was sitting up in bed in his pyjamas, I said to him, what happened to the gown I gave you? And he said, you told me to put it on to have a shower. <laughs> so he wore it in the shower. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. I didn't give my instructions very good. But I can admit that was, I had to walk out of the ward because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Oh, the, the importance of clear communication. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So when, like living and working in a rural and remote area, what's, what would be something that you'd miss the most? Or I guess you grew up in, in a country town, so it, it was just normal for you. Yeah, it was. I didn't know any different. I didn't know any different. Yeah. Everybody in, well, everybody in country areas supports one another. Yeah. Like, yeah, very, very supportive. And I think because it's a small community, like in the city, you only know the people that are around you. You wouldn't know people in other suburbs, whereas in country towns, you do get to know everybody. Like, yeah. And they are or they do support you no matter what happens, whether it's a death or you've got problems with your families, people do support you with yeah. what you're going through. Yeah, nice. You you really become part of the community, and the community becomes a family. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I guess you know, living and working in remote areas, as you say, is incredibly rewarding, but it can also be really challenging at times. So how do you care for yourself and your mental health when you're working in a rural and remote area? Well, I think because you've got colleagues, everybody's going through the same. And it's very important that you debrief with one another. So at the end of the day, we would all go back to the centre if there was like, there was usually two or three nurses that worked at the centre when I was working in community health. And we'd go back to the centre of an afternoon and you would sit around and discuss what happened for your day. If anybody had problems or a problem with a patient or whatever, you'd discuss it. Or if you had someone that was maybe a palliative care person, you'd be able to have a discussion about that and what you should, what would be your next strategies to be able to give them the best end of life experience that you could give them. Because in those days, we didn't have, when I first started working in community health, we didn't have healthcare nurses. The generalist nurses had to do everything. Yep. So we were the wound care, the pal care, the whatever, like we had to do it all. And we worked a lot on weekends where we didn't get paid for it. We'd go and yep. visit clients that maybe had to have their, like their pain management seen to on the weekends if they had to have their pumps changed. We would go and do that. And they were like, that was because we loved our job and we cared about our, the people that we were looking after. Yeah, so, so it, it really became part of your life, yeah. It did become part of our life and a lot of the people become part of your family. Like that's, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, that would and I guess it's it's important to be able to, to have that debrief and, you know, the old saying of a, a problem shared is a problem halved, you know, that you, you rely on your colleagues so much to, to give you that support because they, they understand and they're going through it as well. Exactly, exactly. So... 
So what would you do on your days oh. off? Well, spend it with Peter and the children like and our friends. We would do, especially when our children were little, we'd spend a lot of time at the dam. They all water skied. Like, so you did, and when they got older or in the wintertime they played football, so you'd travel to all the little towns and they'd do their football or girls played netball. So, yeah, you did family time, I think, was the big thing, and and your friends. Yeah, yeah. So it's that bit of, you know, de- taking off your work hat and then starting, a, you yeah. know, do, becoming a mum and a community member and getting involved in those kind of events that are going exactly. on in town. Exactly. And I used to be on the PNF at school, like, for many years when they were, yeah, when they were smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah I suppose when they went to high school too, I was too, yes. You could do tuck shop if you had to, yes. Yeah, yeah. Really, really get involved in the community. Exactly, exactly. So what what would be your top three tips for someone who might be thinking about going and working in a rural and remote area? (sighs) Well, I think there's a bigger variety of what you can do. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that because you could do that even if you're working in a hospital. No, I think it's... You're you're on your own a lot. Yeah. And you have to make decisions by yourself. Um, but you've got a lot more opportunities where you could be like I become a clinical nurse specialist in wound care. Well, there's when I before I left, one of the girls became a nurse practitioner with women's health. And you've got your baby health clinics. So there's a variety of things that you can do like in a community health setting that you probably can't do if you worked in the hospital setting. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. So come come with an open mind to to take any opportunity that you're afforded. Exactly, exactly. Like, and I think you have a bigger rapport with even the doctors and the nurses at the doctor's surgery because you can... Lots of times you have to ring them up and ask them for advice if you're at somebody's house or you come back to the centre and if they needed pain relief or whatever, you might have to get the doctor to order it and you go to the chemist then pick up the script and take it to wherever they need because, look, in the country, lots of people don't see anybody the community nurse might be the only person that they see if they live on their own. Yeah. And yeah, see, so and now they don't even have, lots of times they don't even have Meals on Wheels, where people used to see the Meals on Wheels people. Like, it's very daunting and they get very attached to the nurses coming. Like, even if you only go once a week, just for a hello, how are you? That's what you would do. And that, yeah. was, that was a highlight of their week, the nurses coming to see us today. Mm. So I guess, you know, your other top tip would be be prepared to take time, you know, because you are exactly. such a special moment in their week and you may be the only, you know, engagement that they have that often they are. I remember even in my time working in community health, you'd go out and they'd have cups of tea and scones and, 
you you spent exactly. that time with them because it was more than just doing a wound dressing or a shower or you know it was it was all of the other stuff exactly and you had and even if you went to somebody's house like that lived out of town it might not be the cleanest place you'd ever go to but you make do with what you've got there and you always had to remember that you were a guest in their house yes. you weren't there to tell them what they should do you were a guest in their house yeah and even yeah. if they had say someone come home from a city hospital that had like even a burns dressing you don't always take it or make out that you know what to do never ever be afraid to say i don't really understand about this dressing you ring up and find out you never pretend that you know you always find out from somebody else or ask somebody else if you're not sure about something yeah and, that, so, and nobody ever ever thought little of you because you rang up to find out people in the cities were the nurses or the doctors that you rang in the cities were always always very very helpful yeah so you, your third tip would be to you know ask questions exactly Speak to your colleagues and exactly. always ask the questions yeah great, great. exactly yeah, exactly exactly hmm. Well, that's great. Thanks, Helen. Um, thank you for your time. Um, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Well, hopefully, Dickie. <laughs> yes, hopefully. All right. Thanks for your time, Helen. Thank you. If this has sparked your interest and you would like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing, you can contact me and check out my website, anurseoutwear.com.au or follow me on Facebook and Instagram by searching at anurseoutwear. Remember to like, subscribe and share them with your friends.